Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, guys? It's Inky Johnson here, man, on Behind the Mask Podcast with my guys. Man, we're discussing family. We're discussing the why. We're discussing what drives us every single day in life. Man, I can't wait for you guys to check out the episode. Don't meet us there. Beat us there. On this episode of the Behind the Mask Podcast, we sit down with former Tennessee volunteer and our life coach, new life coach, Inky Johnson. And he talks about his inspirational journey after having his dreams deferred. That's right. And before we go Behind the Mask with Inky, make sure you guys subscribe to the Behind the Mask podcast. Click the bell for notifications. You know we drop episodes every Tuesday for your listening and viewing pleasure. Make sure you comment, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. And remember, on the Behind the Mask podcast, there's only one rule. There There are are no rules. rules. Let's go. Let's go behind the mask. New FanDuel Fantasy players, your day is about to get 20% better. Start playing fantasy this football season and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit up to $500. That's a big time bonus and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit. What are you waiting on? The reason why I love FanDuel so much, I get an opportunity to set my lineups every game day. I can also play private contests with my personal friends. And you have many different formats, main slate, single game, best ball, and also a snake draft. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com BTM to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash BTM. Age and location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. What up? What's happening? It's good to be back producing another episode with the plus size model. What's happening, too? What's good, family? Everything is good. You know what I'm saying? Always a, a pleasure to be in the presence of greatness. Well, without further ado, we got to introduce this greatness. Because this greatness goes around, and he speaks to plenty of corporate organizations mm-hmm. like Chick-fil-A, Coca-Cola, AT&T. And in addition to that, he also goes around into the athletic field, motivates, give inspirational talks, inspirational talks to NFL, Major League Baseball, and college teams. Man, y'all give it up for our dog, Inky Johnson. <sighs> Oh, pro, yeah. inspirational, <laughs> motivator, everything. What's up, man, Ink? Man, I'm honored, man. I can't thank y'all enough. It's a true honor to be on, man. Got great respect and admiration for who you all are, for what you all do, man. So I greatly appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, man. No that 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 introduction, though, they ain't call your name out like that yeah. at Rocky Top. You know what I'm saying? Back in Tennessee. I had to pipe down. Go <laughs> <laughs> through the tunnel. Y'all got me ready to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No doubt, no yeah, doubt, man. Man, that's what that's what it's all about, bro. Going yeah. behind the mask and being able to share stories that once we sat on these little benches inside of the locker room, and that's where the real wealth comes in at. Huh. And you know, just to catch the people up, our audience, uh, from your backstory, you were on the verge of being an NFL um, uh, true superstar talent. You were already on the books. Your coach came in and told you, you get through these next 10 games, you're going to go to the NFL and make millions of dollars. 
that was quickly taken away from you on September the 9th in 2006 when a typical bang-bang play that we all see, that we all love, happened on the football field. Talk about that as you can remember it on that day. Yeah, man, like, you know, any other athlete coming up had aspirations, dreams, and goals to make it to the NFL, Mm -hmm. you know, because of how I was raised. I felt as if football was the vehicle and the platform at that time, you know, to be able to help my family and to make this dream manifest and got in a position at the University of Tennessee, you know, was a starting corner, loved everything about the game. And September 9th, 2006, playing against Air Force, fourth quarter of the game, two minutes left, and go to make a bang-bang play, you know. And when I go to make the tackle, it felt as if everything in my body left, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as I made contact with him, it seemed as if everything in me left me. And uh, two hours later, man, I found myself in the emergency room fighting for my life. And, you know, I ruptured the artery in my chest. You know, I tore the nerves in my brachial plexus, which are the nerve roots that go from my spine that controls my shoulder, my arm, my hand. And I woke up the next day, arm has been paralyzed ever since, and my career was over. You know, and it's the third best day that's ever happened to me in my life outside of marrying my wife and having my two children because of what it did for me as a man. Talk about the the importance of having that stability, your family. Uh, You talked about your family as being one of the most important things that has ever happened to you. Um, How? Because, you know, for single people, (laughs) I don't know. So enlighten me, my brother. No, man, you good, man. But, like, you know, my wife and my children, like, you know, my life living with paralysis in my right arm and hand is different, right? Every single day is something I come up against that I can't do, that I may need assistance or help with. And so my wife, like, she's the ultimate warrior, man. She's the ultimate trooper. Just in terms of me being able to do what I do on a purpose level, right, in terms of speaking, right, and standing and allowing me to do that, that means everything to me. But my children, now they're at the age to where they can understand what's happened to me, right? My 10-year-old, my son, my daughter, Jada, 11 years old. Like, when I look at my family, every single day, I start my day off with quote cards, right? With my family, to where I go get a quote card, I discuss them with my son, discuss them with my daughter, discuss them with my wife, and I share it with a cat. It was like, why you do that? I said, because my family is something that's very important to me. Uh But within that is a routine, right? I'm trying to build consistency. Uh But on the other end of the consistency, is something that I care about. And so if I can be consistent about something that I care about every single day, I can put a lot of great days in the bank. But the reason I'm grateful for what's happened to me is because every single day, I'm not getting up going at life and just saying, man, I'm trying to use this. But every single day when I look at my wife and I look at my children, they serve as a constant reminder to go out and use it and impact the world and represent our family in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And you had that conversation with the doctor. The doctor said you'd never be able to use your arm again. Absolutely. But you had something different to say. Yeah, Talk man. about that, man. Yeah, man. When when they said that to me, you know, as hurtful as it was, you know, my response was physically, right? Like physically, I can't. I'm out of commission, right? But I could use it with the way that I live my life every single day. Like as cliche as it sounds, like when you tell a cat, like your attitude is important, you can control that. When you tell a cat gratitude is important, 
you can control that. Like I had been through so much opposition and adversity in my life prior to Tennessee, I believe from a gratitude standpoint, from a mindset standpoint, attitude, disposition standpoint, I was already in a good space to absorb it. Now I had to figure out how to navigate the situation, but I felt as if I was in a good space from a disposition, attitude, and mindset standpoint to absorb what happened to me. And so when I was saying to him physically, I was just saying physically, I'm out of commission, but I could still use it by the way that I live my life and the things that I do every single day. Yeah. You know what's, what's deep about that, man? As athletes, right, we're, we're often judged and, and, and viewed from the actions that we have on and off our respective field, court, and that kind of defines us, right? Absolutely. But you once said, I will never let a circumstance or situation define my life. Mm-hmm. So how did you get to that, that point, not letting this particular circumstance define you in your life? Yeah, man, because for most of us, like you said, when you say athletes or just people in general, right, when something happens to a person, my favorite quote is the quote by Dr. King that say you judge the true character and caliber of a person not by where they stand in times of comfort and convenience, but where they stand in times of challenge and controversy. Uh-huh. And for most of us, that's when our character is defined. That's when we see who the real person is, when situations don't go the way we want them to go, when adversity and opposition shows up. That's when we see who a person really is. Everybody know what to do when everything goes great. Like when the sun's shining, everybody going to smile. When there's money in the bank, everybody going to be happy. Amen. But when opposition, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amen. Amen, hallelujah, you know what I'm saying? But when that opposition show up, you see a different side of cats, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? If you need time to get through it, like I always tell cats, but don't let a situation or a circumstance change who you are as a person. You know what I'm saying? Absorb it, get through it, navigate it, and do what you got to do. But don't let it change who you are as a person. And so that's all I was saying. Never let a situation or a circumstance change who you are, you know, in a negative way. I, I tell you what, it's, uh, you said a mouthful because it's only a handful, a small few, a small few amount of people who they welcome that challenge. And if it happens that adversity hits, the mentality is different. Your mentality is obviously it's obviously different. Um, I want to bring up another vault, Eric Berry. A lot of people would be surprised to know um, he did not wear number 29 in college. But he chose to wear number 29 when he got into the NFL. They asked him why did he decide to change his number. He said he was inspired by your play. He was inspired by the way that you never let an opportunity go by you in order to become a better person. That's when you tap into another person in the inside. So when you saw that and when you heard that, man, what did that mean to you? Man, that was that was one of the most humbling moments of my life, you know, because, you know, we know EB, Eric Berry, man, great player. You know, comes from a great family. You know, just a great dude. You know, he's solid. And so when he did it and he told me he was doing it, my response to him was like, bro, you don't have to do that. Like, your father, he was a great player, man. Like, wear your father's number. You know, you're a great player. You know what I'm saying? Like, wear whatever number you want to wear. You got the right to do that. And he was like, nah, bro, because of what you did for me. Now, when I took Eric under my wing at Tennessee, Mm -hmm. I was just doing what, the upperclassmen usually yeah. do. I'm sure all of us at our respective universities, we had young cats come in. We just take them under our wing, pour into them. And all I was doing was pouring into them and challenging them. 
I didn't know it was having an impact on him that it was having. And so I still got goals in my house until this day that Eric wrote to me when he was young at Tennessee. Like every award he won at Tennessee, he wrote that down on a piece of paper and gave it to me a year prior. Hold up, man. You know what I'm saying? A year prior. Year prior. Yeah. I still I still got it in my house right now. I show my son and my daughter that. I was showing my wife one day. She was like, EB got all these gold? I was like, my man accomplished every single one of them. You know what I'm saying? And so the thing that that me and EB had a connection on when he first got there, he told me everything he wanted to do. Uh-huh. Right? I want to do this. I want to be the best DB in the nation. I want to go first round. This, that, and the third. I was like, man, that's cool. I was like, but what are you going to sacrifice in order to make it happen? Uh-huh. Like, you're going to have to sacrifice some stuff, G. Like, I get it. You the man. You all world. But you're going to have to sacrifice some stuff in order to make that happen. And I said, write it down, man. Give me the goals. Give me the dreams. Give me the aspirations. But on the other side of that, give me everything you're going to sacrifice in order to make it manifest. And he did it. And, man, he accomplished all of them. I still got the papers till this day. That's my man, man. How important is it? Because... You know, I, 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 we have, we have kids, and you want to, you give that knowledge and wisdom to kids about, yo, write it down, make it plain uh-huh. and simple so you can see it, and now make it part of your accountability. Absolutely. Like how important that is as far as writing down the goals, uh, just for just speaking your terms mm-hmm. as far as what you see in the the development and the growth. Man, I think it's vital. Um, I think it's something about when you see your handwriting or you see your goals, or you see your accountability that you wrote to yourself mm-hmm. when you hit those moments or those rough patches, when you're trying to figure it out, when you're questioning your ability, when you don't know if you can make it happen, when there's a level of uncertainty about your future. Like, on a personal level, I journal a lot. And I've been journaling, like, since my injury happened. And now, into fatherhood, I got a journal for both of my kids. Like, I got a journal for my wife. I got a journal for myself as a man. Right to where I'm just transparent and I'm vulnerable in it. But every once in a while, I go back and I look at something that I wrote, and I'm like, man, you got to tighten up on that. Oh man, you got to get right on that. You know, and it's something that when I see my handwriting, it's like, nah, that's you versus you. Like you got to grow in that area. Did nobody else write that? You wrote that. And so for me, man, I think it's vital when it comes to young people, their dreams, their goals, their development. I think every once in a while they need to reflect back and see their handwriting about what they want out of life. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. You talk about goals, and one of the things that I admire about you and your story is <clears throat> that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, every athlete has to face that when it's like, what's next? You know, because mm-hmm. one way or the other, the ball's going to stop bouncing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you went from playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people at Rocky yeah. Top in Tennessee to now speaking in front of hundreds of thousands of people, thousands of people across the world. How did you get into the public speaking space, and what are some of the similarities and difference? Man, that transition was tough, man. Because <laughs> like, like I remember, I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like they put me in public Please speaking, do. right? You know what I'm saying? They put me in public speaking at Tennessee. I dropped the class on like the second day. <laughs> Why I'm you like, dropped the class, I'm like, bro? I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that ain't for me, right? And my natural, my natural personality. I'm an introvert by nature. Yeah. That's my natural personality. Like, I'm a cat. I'm going to walk in the room. I'm going to just chill out. I'm going to observe. Uh-huh. I might say a few words. And then I'm going to bounce. And so when speaking came along, 
it was a challenge for me because you got to be up front and you got to mm-hmm. be talking. Be and naturally, that's not my personality. Even when I played, the cats I played with, they'll tell you, man, that cat didn't talk like that. Like, he might say something every once in a while, but when he said it, you know, cats knew where it was coming from, a genuine and authentic place. And so I had to change my whole perspective about speaking because early on the challenge was I'm like, man, I just went through an injury. It's cool. People go through stuff every day. And I was just thinking about me. Like, mm. man, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going through. I'm trying to adjust to my new normal. My arm and my hand paralyzed. Like, I don't need to be in front of people sharing this right now because I haven't even got to a place of peace yet. And I'll never forget, man, I was in a little small Bible study group. And a cat was like, man, I think you're thinking about it wrong. And I was like, what you mean by that? He was like, you thinking about it in terms of you. And he was like, I get it. I respect it. He said, but at a certain point, man, if you could shift your perspective and think about what you've been through, what you're going through, and how it can help other people, I think when you get to that place of peace and you share that, I think it can help people, right? Uh-huh. And in the Bible, it says it. You know, we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I think that's why when we hear each other's stories, it's always a place and a space to where we can be like, I can respect that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or I can connect with that. And so I just shared it, man, trying to be a source of encouragement for people. If I could be real, which I didn't think it was going to lead to what it's led to. Uh-huh. I didn't think I would be speaking in some of the places I'm at. You know, I didn't think I would be doing it this long. I didn't think the career that I've had, like, it's blown my mind. You know what I'm saying? And so that's where the reverence and respect for it comes from. Yeah, man. Yeah. I have a, a former teammate of mine, Richard Collier. He was a teammate on the Jaguars. And um, he faced some adversity, too. He just had signed a million dollar contract, young player, just had signed a million dollar contract. Uh, unfortunately, you know, wrong place, wrong time. He wound up getting shot 15 times, bro. Paralyzed, Man. right? Amputated one of his legs. And I don't want to get emotional. One of the things that's dope about Rich is that he always smiles mm. through all the adversity. He still has a smile on his face. So we sitting there crying when he's going through all of this, but he's still smiling. For real. What would you have to say to younger kids that aspire to be professional athletes, aspire to go to college, but they face that adversity where they can't live those dreams in that manner anymore? Absolutely. How do you reach out to them, show them how to overcome adversity? Man, I think, I think people, the right people in our lives are so important. You know what I'm saying? Having the right tribe, the right cats that you could be with. Like I always tell cats, like, in life, we all got people we can share dreams, goals, and aspirations with, right? You'll hear cat talking to cats, or you'll see cats out in the world. Man, I just did this. I just made this amount of money. I just purchased this. Like, that's great. That's cool. But you need cats that when you fail, you could talk to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Need cats when you come up short, you can say, hey, bro, I just came up short. You need cats when you're scared as a father, as a husband, about dreams deferred, whatever the case may be. You can talk to them, and they're going to be that listening ear. You need cats around you when things don't go the way you want them to go. You're like, all right, man, cool. Like, there's a quote that say, everybody want to be the sun in your life and light up your life, but it's very few cats that want to be the moon that when it's dark, still willing to shine for you. Mm. And I think we all need cats in our lives that's willing to be the moon, meaning when things don't go the way we want it to go, when it gets dark, when we go through those rough patches, a cat right there like, nah, bro, I'm going to ride it out with you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think when people got the right people, like, it helps them, man, you know? No doubt. Bro, and, and to that point, um, a lot of similarities, especially when I go across the board and I 
I just became enamored with hearing your speeches, going on Instagram, yeah, you. YouTube, Twitter, just seeing the little snippets, man. Um, I got to give you mad props on that. I but that. when I look at you and when I hear you, I hear words. Mm. And so you have a strong tendency <laughs> when you hear a word, you expand on it. So I'm going to give out a few <laughs> words to you. And I want to know. Tell us exactly what they mean to you. Mm-hmm. Motivation. Yeah. Uh, the ability to impact. You know. Yeah. The ability to impact. Commitment. Stand true to what you said you would do, despite the situation, circumstance, or person. Resiliency. The ability to persevere and stay the course in spite of adversity and opposition. The last one I got for you. Not inspiration, but ink inspiration. <laughs> inspiration, man. It's that thing that's within, right? It's it's my little coin phrase, man, for inspiration, because I believe inspiration comes from within. And I look at what I'm doing, man. I'm just trying to impact people from within, working from the inside out, right? Get the inside right first. A lot of people focus on image, right? How they look online, how they look on social media, right? What they portray to be. And when I'm saying inspiration, man, be more concerned with your character and who you really are. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. no doubt. And I think a lot of people get the two misconstrued. Oh, when sure. you're talking about motivation and yeah. inspirational. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I heard you, <laughs> you know, you clarified the difference. Yeah. And so I would love for you to do that now because, yeah. you know, people don't understand. It's yeah, the difference man. between motivation and inspiration. Absolutely, man. And And, you know, like even when people look at, me in the world, people always say, like, motivational speaker, right? Like, I've never labeled myself that. And the only reason my name, like, on Instagram is Inky Johnson Motivate is because a cat hacked my account and took, like, <laughs> don't tell a cat hacked my account, right, and took all the names associated with it, and that was the only name I could get. But, oh, dirty you know, dog. Oh, you know what I'm saying? got me. But inspiration, man, is about, you know, working from the inside out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Character, integrity, all those things that mean something, right? Motivation is something that's great, right? But I think discipline is even greater. Like when you look at us, all of us are adults, right? Children, whatever the case may be. And I always say to people, more than motivation, I think people need to be reminded of what's important. And so for me, when I say inspiration, when I say inspiration, I'm just trying to serve as a reminder of what's important, mm-hmm. right? Most of the time when I step on the stage, I'm not trying to tell somebody what to do. I'm not trying to tell somebody how to live their life. No, bro, you're going to do that, right? What I'm trying to do is serve as a reminder of what's important. So when I walk out of the room, the cat's like, man, I I didn't think about that. Uh Or, man, I might do need to be more grateful in that area and aspect of my life. And if I impact them, like, I don't believe I can change somebody's life, right? You'll never hear those words come out of my mouth in terms of speaking. Uh I'm going to change your life. Nah, like, if somebody decides to change... They, they got all that credit because they mustered up the courage to do it. But if I could say a word, if I could say a phrase, a concept to make them think like, man, I might need to do a little bit better, that's inspiration. Like my job is done. And so that's what it means to me. Yeah. Listen, I, I got this saying, bro. Um, when I was playing on the field, you see guys hesitant. And I'm like, man, trust your natural instinct. Absolutely. And sometimes in life, you got to take a chance. No doubt. Like, why not? Christopher Columbus did it. Mm. And we see what happened with that. Yeah. But my point is to you, bro, is like, 
you took a chance and you went to Chicago. Mm. Mm. And you had all intentions on going to meet up with Oprah. Didn't know Oprah before this time period. (laughs) Correct, right? Correct. 100%. You get out of the car. You out on the street. Look around, guess who's walking past you? Oprah mm. and her big security guard. Yep. Yep. Like, bro, like, how did that moment change your life from you taking that risk that most people are afraid to take? Man, it was, it was everything for me, man, because for the first time in my life, I was in a space and place to where, like, I really felt as if, like, things didn't make sense to me. Like, I felt as if, man, like, God, you got me from my environment, my household, college, first one in my family. You know, I graduate. I think I'm going to go to the league, dream deferred, I'm injured. And now I come right back to Atlanta, two blocks away from where I grew up. Like, I didn't I didn't understand it. I'm like, why would you take me there, experience all the things I experienced to bring me right back to the same neighborhood after I got done? And so when I took the leap, to go meet Oprah, it was a test of faith, right? I needed to know, was the creator still walking with me? Because for the first time in my life, I looked around and I was like, man, like, don't none of this make sense to me, right? So what I'm going to do, I'm about to go meet Oprah. And nobody knew. It was strictly a faith journey. And everybody I talked to was like, bro, what? You going to do what? Like, man, you tripping. Like, that ain't finna happen, right? But something on the inside of me was like, ink, go, right? And I went, and it happened, right? I didn't just meet her. Like, I put the book in her hand. I took Mm. a picture with her. You know what I'm saying? And so when I walked off, and I sent the picture to cats and the family, I put it up on social media, I sent it to my friends. They like, man, you gonna be on the show? And this around her last shows. I'm like, nah, they they like, you gonna be on a book club? I was like, nah. They was like, what you mean, nah? Like, you went all the way up there for what? And I was like, that wasn't about that for me. I said, man, I needed to know God was still walking with me because my whole life, I felt as if the creator had something special for me, right? When I grew up, the way I grew up, two-bedroom house, 14 people, mom at 16 years old, I just felt like I was destined for something. And my faith had always been like my secret weapon. And so when I went up there, man, and God made that manifest, I knew exactly what was happening as a result of that moment. It was God saying, no, man, I got you. Uh Like, I got you. I know you questioning everything right now. I know you confused right now. I'm walking with you. I got you. Uh You know what I'm saying? And it changed changed everything, man. And we we talked about the faith. We talked about social media a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I always say is with with social media, it's funny. They have these filters now. So imagine (laughs) if you could have invested in filters, Mm. right? But the filter is there to make everyone appear something that they're not, mm. appear better than who they truly are. Kind of like behind the mask. We want to go mm. behind the mask and see what's on the inside. I like yeah. that play. Right? Yeah. So for athletes, how important is it for them also to kind of go behind the mask and be true with their inner self or who they really are? Man, I think it's everything. You know, I think, um, you know, when a cat just is willing to share every part of their story, vulnerability, you know, be transparent. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the power lies, mm-hmm. right? Like when a cat can talk to you, cat can talk to Spikes, cat can talk to me, and we can be totally transparent and vulnerable with them. I think that's where the power happens, when a cat can be online. Like I told a young brother last week, he was talking to me, man, I feel like I'm behind. 
I feel like I'm not moving fast enough. I got to accomplish this. And I was like, man, don't let social media rush you, man. I was like, don't nobody broadcast their failures, bro. Yeah. Real like, talk. You know what I'm saying? I was like, ain't nobody going to put when they fail up there. Ain't nobody going to put when it's not going their way up there. Ain't nobody going to put when it's not working. So don't uh -huh. judge and measure yourself based upon this superficial and materialistic world. And so uh -huh. I think it's everything because I think that's where true power and connection comes when we're willing to do that. But it's not always easy, yeah. as we know. Most yeah. definitely. And you have a you have a podcast too. So do you no talk doubt. about some of these things on your podcast? It's uh, serendipity with Pinky. Mm -hmm. so serendipity, how'd you, how'd you yeah, get, man. I don't think I've ever written that word <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, serendipity, yeah. but that's dope. Yeah, man. no so doubt. Speak on that. Yeah. Let, us, let our audience know where they can find it. And uh, yeah, you know. man, serendipity with Inky Johnson. It's on all platforms, but that's why I started it. You know, with what we're talking about now to show the other side of people, right? To show the journey of how people got to where they are, how people got into the professions that they're in, mm. how people arrived at the destinations that we may see and witness them. Because for me as a kid, I remember when I used to meet people, you know, if a cat was a lawyer, cat was a professional athlete, I would think sometimes like, man, this cat had to always want to be this, mm. right? When I would meet them wherever they was. And I think one of the most common mistakes we make as people is thinking where we meet people is where they've always been. Preach. Right? Mm -hmm. And we don't see their development, mm -hmm. right? We don't see the things they've been through. We don't see how they've arrived at certain destinations. And so with Serendipity with Inky Johnson, what I'm trying to do is pull out the journey, right? Mm -hmm. When a cat say, nah, man, I went through this and that led me there. So when people get dreams deferred, when people have to go down an alternate route, when opposition adversity shows up and a plan may end, cat career mate in, they can look at some content and say, nah, man, my man got redirected. Look how his life turned out. Mm -hmm. She got redirected. She got fired. Look how her life turned out. He got cut from a team. Look how his life turned out. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, man, finding that purpose and that serendipity in the midst of everyday situations. Yeah. Yeah. Life stopped for you and sports stopped for you. And you talk about dreams deferred. And you got to pivot and be able to make a change. Mm -hmm. One change that you made and now you it's instituted not only in your life but your family's life is the Inky and Allison Johnson Foundation. Absolutely. And uh you guys focus on creating impact within the youth. Absolutely. Talk more about that because yeah. I feel like that's very important as you love to be able to give back to the younger brothers and sisters to give them hope and faith. Absolutely, man. Just trying to put them in situations to where they can witness situations and know, man, like Life is real, you know what I'm saying? Like we do a lot of work with the homeless, with Atlanta Mission. Of course, when COVID happened, a lot of things changed, but we do, you know, backpack giveaways. We do curriculums. We bring in different people to talk to the kids. And I just want them to see like how real it is, right? Like the first time we went to the homeless shelters, my sister's house right over here, right on the other side of Patchwork. You know, we circled up in a lot before we went in there and I said, everybody just tell me what you think. We just circled up in a circle. Everybody rattle off what you think. And people just started saying different stuff. It was their true, raw emotions, right? Irresponsible. They in here because of this. Person may have done this. And we went in there that night and we served food, right? And we brought some women along and they did some of the kids' hair. Brought barbers along. They cut some of the kids' hair. And we stayed there, played games, linked up. And when we left, we stood in the lot and did the same thing. Now tell me what you think. Cats was crying. Cats was like, bro, I didn't know. Like, it was like, I didn't know, man. It was people in there that got jobs. 
right? And they running from domestic violence. It's like, I didn't know, man. It was a man in there. My man got a job. He lost his whole family in a house fire. He transitioning out. I didn't know it was a lady in there. That's the only place she can go right now because they can't put pictures up on Facebook and she was getting abused, right? You just never know. And so putting them in situations to make them think different, to alter their perspective, because we live in a world to where I always say to cats, man, like if a cat get things going well for them, you know, cats can think they can't get touched. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In life, like you can think, you know, the ball bouncing, yeah, yeah, you bulletproof, ball bounce your way a couple of times, you feeling like you the man, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You feeling like ain't nothing gonna go wrong for me. No, bro, life gonna show up, you know what I'm saying? But when life show up, I want you to be willing to think about it different with the right perspective. And as much as I could put you in situations and around people to make you get the bigger picture, that's what we're trying to do. Mm. Yeah. I think one of the most powerful things is when you share your story, when you deliver your message, when somebody receives it, the next generation receives it. You spoke at Ole Miss, my alma mater. My son went there, Ty, and I told him we were going to have you on the show. And I said, what did you remember? about when Inky spoke on that stage. Mm. Some of the things he said was uh, how to battle adversity. Mm-hmm. They were going through a bowl ban at the time. Uh, how do you overcome when the odds are stacked against you? Yeah. And also, what is your why mm. after God wakes you up every morning? Yeah, man. And those are some of the things he lives by today. So I just want to let you know, brother, you are definitely inspiring a next generation of people. It's not in vain what you're doing, bro. Nah, thank you, bro. That means a lot. That's uh, that's confirmation for me, man, with what I do. Because you can't always measure it. You know, as y'all know, man, you go and speak, you can't always measure it. It's not like a game. Hard to measure the impact. Yeah, yeah, to where you could just walk out, you see the score, you know who won or lost. Sometimes a cat, like even when I was young, and cats would be talking to me, I didn't always get it. Mm. Until sometimes four years later, I might come back to a cat and be like, I get that now. You know what I'm saying? What you told me about this. I got it now, right? And so that's confirmation, man, and I appreciate that. Definitely. Hey, bro, we appreciate you coming to chop it up with us, man. Doubt, man. Definitely an honor. You could have been doing anything you wanted to do today. No doubt. rain, sunny in the forecast, <laughs> but you chose to spend it with us. No doubt. And that's the reason why, man, we, we feel like this was a great collaboration to share your story. Not too many times I always see you holding and engaging the crowd. So now you're still doing that on this platform, but we get a chance to ask you the question and go behind the mask with you. Much respect, my brother. Nah, man, it's nothing but respect. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate the platform. I respect what y'all do. It's nothing but love, man. No question. No question. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.